that's yeah, so down. odd that you that's that's dope. It's man. really odd. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to reconcile all of the identities that my parents have. Had. <laughs> Welcome to Shame Watch, a guilt-free dive into those massive movie failures that we hate to love. Each week, we bring in. It's really loud. Yeah, but let it peak. Each week, <laughs> each week we bring in a movie that either we or our guests love, wow. but society constantly ridicules them for. Mm. We look in each that's nook and cranny oh, for every bright spot, oh, hoping good. hoping to keep sight at bay ooh, while we I watch these. While we watch <laughs> these movies, like the miracles wow. that they are. James, give me some of that. Oh, <laughs> I'm James Fight. Yeah, you are. I'm your host. To my left is Canning Madison, chief archivist of Flat Films, where we are currently going through. Our new, brand new fall series, which is just covering the histories of pumpkin flavors. This week, we're covering all iterations of pumpkin breads. Spoiler alert, there's 12 different types, so be looking for 12 videos this week. Pumpkin brioche, (laughs) we're looking at you. Oh, pumpkin brioche. Uh, Well, uh, talk about edge of your seat thrills on the pumpkin brioche episode. So, so thrilled to have that episode be coming out. So please pay attention this week, flatfilms.com, refresh regularly. Across um, from him is uh, I'm Aaron Salinas, and I had a pumpkin pie blizzard from Dairy Queen, oh. even though I'm lactose intolerant. I live dangerously. That that's worth it, my friend. Yeah, it was totally worth it. And today our special guest is Tiffany Terrell. Hello. Yeah! List off some credits you have. Um, okay, so I <laughs> used to, just right off the bat. I used to be an anime voiceover at art uh, actor. For ADV Films, a.k.a. Um, Sentai, a.k.a. Oh, gosh, what are they calling themselves now? Uh, uh, Acer Media. So um, all of those. If you're old school, Angelic Lair, AKB, AKB 0048. Nice. I, remember um, Ange- I saw Angelic Lair, I remember. Yeah. A lot. Because my cousins watched it. And I was I, I was uh, catching on to it. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Like, this isn't like other cartoons. This is cool. This has action. Yeah. Yeah, so I've I've been a, done a bunch of different stuff. Um, kind of semi-retired about two years ago. Nice. So, um, uh, I also and used to do news and traffic on the radio in Houston. Dang. So nice. Then I married for love and moved to Austin. Aww. Um. So <laughs> wait, everyone, shut up! Everyone, shut up! It's a love story. No, it's how 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 did you tell us the love story? Real quick, what's the shut other up. thing? Married <laughs> shut for up! Love. Shut up! Tell me the love story. <laughs> Actually, um. My husband and I met freshman orientation at an improv show. Brag about it. Um, he, I might it cry. was it was an improv group uh, at freshman orientation in New Orleans. It was a local New Orleans troupe, and they ended the show with a game of freeze. And they opened it up to the audience, and he was the very first person to yell freeze and run up to the stage. And I remember thinking. Holy cow! This guy has got some cojones on him. <laughs> I hope he's good. And he gets up and he's. He's he's awful. He's not playing the game. He's not following the rules. I'm a theater kid, and I am like cringing for him. Like I feel so bad. Your wrists are yeah. so tight. Yeah. Just, and just then clenching. I yell freeze and knock him out of the scene because I'm like trying to spare him from sure. embarrassing himself in front of like our entire freshman college class. You threw the life the life vest out. Yes, <laughs> and that's actually how I met my husband. But we did oh not God. reconnect until. Um, an alumni event like 10 years later. Really? Yeah. That is so, so cool. Okay. How, when you saw him again, were you like, oh, it's that guy? Well, it's funny. He had been here. I had stayed, I had gone to Houston. Um, 
I had actually seen him on an episode of Friday Night Lights. Um, he had a was, it was a, a tiny, TV show, James. Okay, tiny little um, bit Thank part you, in one of the early seasons, and I just lost it. I was like, I can't believe he's on this show. He wasn't even a theater major. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> The freeze guy. It's the freeze. <laughs> the guy. fucking freeze guy. <laughs> and so when I saw him, I was like, "Hey, what's up? I saw you on TV." <laughs> that's that's it's, Colin. Yeah. You're great. You're great. Yes. That's that's it. Yes, he's that. also an improver in the in the Austin community. So that's funny. You like were him. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. Now, uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you might be wondering, James, why are you harping on love so much? Besides the fact that you're hopeless romantic. It's not February. Well, this <laughs> month we're spending four crazy episodes on Shame Watch's ultimate nemesis, and Adam Sandler. of love. And Adam what Sandler. we're calling Sandler September. Today we're watching Wedding Singer. Cheers up! Dang, <laughs> uh, this is the first time I've watched this movie. I love really? it. Oh, yeah. I knew that this was going to be a James's own. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, for, I cried twice. For people that might be listening to this episode for the very first time as a part of the Shame Watch, I guess. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Hi uh, there. I don't know if anyone knows this. I'm you might not know this about our good friend James, but James Hello. loves love i do i'm a hopeless Aww, romantic that's very sweet i genuinely gushed when you uh told me your love story I, it, it's a good love story <laughs> it's a great, it's a great, love, great story. love story so yeah you it's should just, tell it on a podcast sometime it's just good to hear a woman neg a man for for a second <laughs> it's refreshing you have come to the right man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah there's there's a lot to love about this movie it's uh so is this the third one in the? Is this his third film? Uh, this is not his third film. Uh, shoot, Billy Madison was not even his uh, first movie. But in terms, and even between uh, Happy Gilmore and this, The Wedding Singer, he had made a film called oh, uh-huh. Bush. <laughs> Named Bush. All right, Bush. Haven't heard of that. Whacked. Bushwhacked. He I made it. So. No, that can't be Bushwhacked because Bushwhacked was with the Daniel Stern. It's got to be bushwhacked, though. It's got to be bushwhacked. What George, else would it be? It's got to be bushwhacked. bushwhacked. It's with Damon Wayans. Scary oh, no, movie. it's like where he's a cop, right? Bulletproof. Oh, Bulletproof Monk. No, not. <laughs> oh, Bulletproof, the 50 Cent game yeah, for PlayStation 2. Uh, yeah, so in between here, he made, uh, in between Happy Gilmore and Wedding Singer, he made Bulletproof, where he was just a co-lead. That's not necessarily a ha- uh, Happy Madison production. But this one is him getting back to making his own stuff and kind of being in charge of his own cinematic persona. And uh, finishes off that trilogy of early Happy Madison works that kind of solidified him. This is a Happy Madison production? Mm-hmm. Almost death. Oh. Yeah. If not, if not officially, then this is this is still Sandler flexing his creative muscle and going, I want to look this way on movies. And I feel like this is... This is Sandler's first foray into how do I subvert my image just a little mm-hmm. bit. Granted, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's lighter than how he usually does it, but yeah. compared to Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, uh, it's it's a lot darker, it's a lot more serious, but it's still filled with the Sandlerisms that are in there. 
actually for me after Airheads this was actually the first movie that I ever liked him in oh I was not a Sandler person fair yeah. oh yeah what's your history with Sandler tipping? so I am that's a weird question I am an older <laughs> I am a little bit older um, so I was in middle school and high school when Sandler was on SNL oh. and I was more of a Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman. Yeah, I was nice. in that camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of Sandler and his contemporaries within that, I was actually more of a David Spade girl. Yeah. Because I liked Spade. the sort of cutting sarcasm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Preach. Yeah, and I love it. You're I so jazzed huge. about Spade. I, <laughs> no one else liked David Spade growing up, but I did, and he had his own show for a brief little stint. Mm-hmm. It was a talk show, and I loved it. Anyway, yeah. continue and so, um, and I thought Sandler broke too much on SNL. I, mm, I that fair. was always a turn off as a theater kid that I was like, oh, oh, come on, he was the keep Jimmy it Fallon. together. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. I, that's why I <laughs> like, hate Jimmy Fallon, exactly. and nobody understands him. Like you didn't do theater. I can't stand right. Him. Like Fallon and Horatio when they were, I was like, I, I, I have to leave the room because they're gonna not make it through the scene. Um, like more cowbell skit. Ruined for me because Jimmy Fallon's just in the back. Just, <laughs> just stop it. How'd that laugh yeah. go? <laughs> that was gross. Go ahead and double that. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so for me, this was the first sort of, if I'm honest, like Happy Gilmore. Oh, please and, be honest. Um, Billy Madison. I hated those movies. Sure. Because yeah. I was just like, oh my God, you just need to be smacked upside the head. <laughs> and, then, and then he got left at the altar. Yes. That's it's. And that's, that's my worst fear. Besides that, going blind. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Rank your fears. Uh, going blind. <laughs> One. Uh, gain in a serious relationship. Getting to the stage of uh, proposing, them saying yes, and then them leaving me at the altar and dying alone. Two and three. Yeah. Wow. Right on. Yeah. Uh, snakes. Oh yeah, I'm also afraid mm, of yes. snakes. That's up too. there for me. Yeah. And that's sharks. number one. Sharks. Uh, no, for me, it's snakes. I don't know why. Uh, uh, because they're f- f- creepy. Shark. Sharks. I'm pretty cool with. Um, but uh, snakes. You. You put me and a snake in the same room. I'm just gonna ball and cry. <laughs> and die. Yeah. Um, and then right after snakes is probably gonna be uh, undercooked chicken. Oof. Yeah. See, Ooh. you don't think about it, but when it happens, Tiffany, your fears. Um. Ooh. I don't know. Um, fear factor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Actually, I have a huge fear of being irrelevant. Oh, oh, oh God! Yeah, oh, okay. like, as especially that. as like a as a performer and oh. stuff. In like, a room full of performers, oh. you just hit us hard. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. You brought it. So right before snakes, um, being irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His mind would be more being invisible. Ugh. That'd be kind of cool. No, it's not. Kenny, one on one conversations with strangers. Uh, one-on-one yeah. conversations with people that I've had a vocal disagreement with, but they don't really uh, disagree with me anymore, but I still have to make some sort of conversation with them, and I'm really scared of how they'll feel about me. Man, you're so Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, what's number three? Um, uncontrollable aging, which I guess is still all aging, but uncontrollable rapid aging. Mm-hmm. Oh. So like if someone shot you with an aging ray. <laughs> that genuinely gave me some butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kenny. Don't touch me! Uh, it sounds, it sounds like a cool name, though. Aging ray. I'd name myself that. 
aging gracefully. You know, this movie has a lot of fun energy. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yes. At the top. Like, in the very opening sequence, it's just fun. Yeah, one of the, the first notes that I put down was that it feels like I'm seeing my friends again at this point. After yeah. watching yeah. these Sandler movies so close to each other. I'm um, just like, ah, great, there's Peter Dante. There's Alan Colbert. Yeah. Steve Buscemi? Buscemi. Yeah, good old Buscemi. Uh, my first line is, uh, little fat shamey. It's 98, it's expected. A little? Yeah. In the beginning, I, the very, very beginning. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just watched some clips from Click for the first time. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Boy, that's rough. Yeah. Was uh, that 2005? I, I don't know. I don't care. It's, <laughs> yeah, I forgot how fat shamey he was he was yeah. still, he is. Is. still is yeah it it was uh and I, it kept going yeah and i think i have more fat shamey notes in here i don't know if anyone picks up on this but adam sandler might disagree with anyone that's not a white straight male what Maybe. no uh, yeah, yeah you know kenny you i'm glad somebody said it. <laughs> my first note is i have to buy this movie for 15 dollars. i'm so poor i i just rented it from vulcan for four bucks Support your local oh. video stores. I and my second letter no, uh, note is Buscemi is gold in everything that he touches. <laughs> oh, yes. God, it is so crazy to like the whole time I'm watching him is, is the best, best man speech known to, to film is this man killed it on Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> Has there been a bad Buscemi performance? Mm. He's been in bad movies, but he yes. was still rocking the performances. Yes. Um, probably a lot of Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, those are yeah. the only ones that come to mind. Because um, he kill he's the unsung hero in Big Lebowski, like for sure. Like I, Walter's right there for me. I mean, nobody touches the dude, but Walter's right there for me. And then uh, you get Buscemi. Like it, it's you know. But yeah, I can't think of a a bad Buscemi for por- performance. So here's my question for you guys: Did any of you, I mean, obviously, James, you didn't, but did the, either one of you actually see this movie in the theaters? No. No. Um, my grandmother had a, uh, no cable, but she had a stack of DVDs and a DVD player, and this one was always a constant repeat for me. Always, okay. always watching Wedding Singer. And I don't think I watched this movie until it was on TNT. They know drama. <laughs> they, yeah, they do. They knew no drama. Back then, they also knew comedy. Well, oh, I'm, I'm actually surprised it wasn't like a VH1, because it was on mm. loop on VH1 yeah, for a man. long time. It, it might have been VH1, one of those cable channels that ran Wedding Singer all the time. Yeah. I said this before on the podcast. I didn't really grow up with Sandler. Like you, I was more of a Mike Myers, Dana Carvey person. Wayne's, yeah. Wayne's World was part of my gospel, as were the Austin Powers films. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Classic. What So... Tell me then. So th- you saw this in theaters? I saw this in the theaters. Ooh. I saw this at a dollar cinema. Oh, oh yeah. You told me. You're like, I have a great dollar st- cinema story um, in this one. So I guess it would have probably been May or June because it came out in February. Um, so, I mean, it was towards the end of the run for it to have made it into the dollar cinema when right. that was still a thing. And I went with my really good friend and um did you want to see it sort of i had wanted to see it i knew that i was going away for the summer so i was trying to actually spend time with my friend like my really close friends before Mm -hmm. i was going to be gone for two and a half months oh yeah um and so like this was our thing that he wanted to go see so we went to go see it and we were the only two people in the theater Wow. Uh-oh. I was really surprised about how much I was enjoying it, how much I was liking it, that Sandler could actually sing, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, he can sing. You know, because outside of his comedy songs. Mm-hmm. 
And then at the end, as soon as the credits started rolling, my friend starts sobbing. (laughs) Sobbing. And I'm like, oh my God, something must have happened. What is, I'm like, oh, oh, Jason, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh my God, what's... And he was crying because he was supposed to have seen the movie with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, that's a rough movie to watch. Oh, oh. boy. Oh. But it was, it was very, it was a very like innocent high school romance that had maybe lasted five weeks. It still hurts. Like they had maybe only held hands. And so like part of me was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then the very cynical part of me was like, oh my God. It's high school. <laughs> it's high school. She's not even a good person. Like, that's fair. Nut up. And, like, seriously, like, come on. And then on top of that, he's probably thinking, like, I, I understand, Robbie. I understand what yeah. you're going through. Like, right. I, Listen, one my brother. One of my notes is, I'm Robbie. <laughs> oh, sure. No. Yeah. So I get it. That seems like a James note. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tiffany, much like your friend's ex, some other people would rather end long relationships <laughs> than have seen this movie. <laughs> Uh, in a review from February 13th, 1998, by a writer named Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times, in a review titled The Wedding Singer. Yeah, be a little bit more anywhere. witty. Yeah, come on. The Wedding Singer tells the story of, yes, a wedding singer from New Jersey who is cloyingly sweet at some times and a cruel monster at others. The filmmakers are obviously unaware of his sp- split personality. The screenplay reads like a collaboration between Jekyll and Hyde. Did anybody at any stage give the story the slightest thought? It's your basic off-the-shelf formula in which two people fall in love but are kept apart because A, they're engaged to creeps, B, they say the wrong things at the wrong time, and C, they get bad information. It's exhausting seeing the characters work so hard at avoiding the obvious. Sandler is the wedding singer. He's engaged to someone who stands him up at the opera at the altar because sub the man I fell in love with six years ago was a rock singer who licked the microphone like David Lee Roth and now you're only a a wedding singer Sandler and Barrymore meet because she's a waitress at the weddings where he sings we know immediately they are meant for each other why do we know this because we are conscious and sentient it takes them (laughs) a lot longer The miscalculation in Adam Sandler's career plan is to ever play the lead. He is not a lead. He is the best friend or the creep or the loser boyfriend. He doesn't have the voice to play a lead. Even at his most sincere, he sounds like he's doing stand-up. Barrymore, however, has the stuff to play a lead. I commend you once again to the underrated Mad Love. But what is she doing in this one in a plot her grandfather would have found old-fashioned? At least when she gets a good line, she tries out the married name Mrs. Julia Gulia. <laughs> she knows how to handle it. I could bore you with more plot details, but why bother? Wow. Damn, yeah. that was brutal. When, when you were reading that, I was imagining that was the uh, VO work for the trailer. like giving a description of what happens and just like what her grandfather would find old-fashioned like i'm not the vo person it would be tiffany that would be (laughs) the vo person but you know like it's just for the trailer oh yeah Um, can you you say drew barrymore like you're presenting at the oscars ladies and gentlemen i now present drew barrymore That was good. That was that was crisp. Thank you. Can, um, can you say? Uh, can you introduce Ralph Macchio to present an award? Yes. 
Please welcome to the stage the original Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, Jaden Smith, was getting up. He was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, right." Oh, can you introduce Michael Pare? Who's that? Oh, I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. Eddie and the Cruisers two. What's that movie? Eddie and the Cruisers three. No. <laughs> You're right. Not Eddie yet. and the Cruisers night. Never mind. Eddie Aaron, and the Three Cruisers. Aaron, cut out that Michael Parry reference. No, uh, that's Three Ninjas. Yeah, I love Three Ninjas. Can you yeah, introduce right. the Three Ninjas? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Three Ninjas. Yeah, there's three of them. And Hulk Hogan. I don't know their name. No Nobody does. Because <laughs> they're ninjas. And I, another person I don't know their name but did solid work, the Vomit Kid. Yeah, the vomit kid. Yeah. Whenever he's been drinking at the bar, yeah, I don't know his name, but he sequence, did. Yeah. He did. He did solid work. Oh. He's going places. Yeah, for me, I really loved Alexis Arquette in this movie. How phenomenal is Alexis Arquette? And I just learned that they re- she recently passed away. Yes, yeah. like yeah. Uh, George, the boy George character. Do you boy really George. want to hurt? Hold the on, backup James, wedding singer. Do you know who Boy George is? No. Uh, okay, oh. there we go. The, the backup wedding oh. singer. When Robbie would take a break. Oh, the key, the key yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. solid work, man. Solid yes. work out of them. And I put George is a treasure. Alexis Arquette. God. How? How? How is that portrayal? I mm. find it well. Mm. It depends on well because Alexis sort of was gender fluid at the time um, and did spend some time um, used female verbs. I think right before they passed away had switched back to male pronouns, but um, it was a very honest, it wasn't really campy or over the top. It was just, there was a hint of honesty to it, I guess. Yeah. What I did find a little charming is when they're all trying wedding on wedding dresses and they clap, for Alexis, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't shame her. They didn't for for George for George's character. Mm-hmm. They didn't shame her or laugh at her. Like they just they they clapped. Like yeah. everybody was getting their moment. Mm-hmm. I found that. And granted, you know, the wrong dad watching this movie will be like, "Oh, he's in a dress. Oh, that's good." But for for what it was, they they treated right. it like a little bit honestly. Well, and and you would expect sort of from Sandler t- for there to be some sort of like kick. Yeah, yeah. you know, like to sort of knock them down a peg and it didn't happen. Yeah, cuz there was definitely fat shaming. There was Yeah, fat shaming. There, uh I guess a little bit of mental health shaming. Probably. Yeah, when they're just like you're going to the mental institution oh, like Oh yeah. But for uh, late 90s standards, this was just kind of par for the course in yeah. terms of Yeah. In, yeah. In, in terms of that gosh, for lack of a better term, wokeness. Yeah. 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 And, and I I think yeah, because I, I guess at the time Alexis Arquette was was using at that time the appearance was still male, I believe. male, and because on uh, her Wikipedia page it did list her as a trans female actress, um, but I believe uh, with gender fluid uh, pronouns. Yes, so and they there and all them. Yeah, it wasn't until I think <laughs> they did a season of The Surreal Life that they um, that's when Alexis I think really began the tra- transition or had was open about the transition mm-hmm. um, when the surreal life was a thing. But yeah, I, I think for Sandler standards, he handled it pretty decently. Yeah, for yeah. Sandler standards, this is, this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like aside from the fat shaming and I get, 
I don't know how to say look shamey because like he calls the mutants at table nine. Yeah, one of which is Brian Posehn. Who? Brian Posehn. I don't know the stand-up comedian. Don't know those. He's great. Brian Posehn's really great. That's a cool name. Sandler made fun of him. Brian Posehn. He was one of the mutants at table nine. Because we all know love stinks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, stinks. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. You know who? Absolutely steals this movie for me. Roger Ebert in a review. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding singer. No, Rosie. Oh, I put Rosie, we do not deserve you. Yep, yep. Oh. She's the absolute best part of this movie. Oh, that's the old woman. Yes. yes. With really? her meatballs. That is my least favorite. Really? What? Well, the, 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 the one who raps, right? Yeah. No. At the end, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a little too gimmicky for me. The rapping, sure. Well, this also fits in. But the the, build-up. Yeah. With the Sandler oeuvre. Um, Cool. How do we establish that uh, our main character is a good guy? He's kind to the elderly. He he gives voice lessons. He has the save the cat moment. Yes, although we've already established multiple times that Robbie Hart is a good guy. So many times. Still save the cat So good that his last name is Hart. Yeah. Because he has it. Wow. That's good. I mean, like, I mean, that's laying it on a little thick. I mean... Ebert was bit. right. <laughs> um, also, too, just kind of throwing this out there. We don't have to talk about it long, but the color palette. Yeah, let's not talk about it. So, James. Oh, God. Uh, the color palette was so good. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. It's unappreciated. Yeah, I, I, the beginning of the movie was really energetic and felt like mm-hmm. a wedding, which makes sense because it's at a, a wedding. A wedding. Gosh, was it a stupid observation. I'm sorry. Go to your corner. Go to your corner. What's n- <laughs> Put on the hat. All the way on. Now put <laughs> that sounded so cool. <laughs> oh, I, I still know not what? a fan of Barrymore. I, yeah, I was going to oh. bring that up. What? Still not a fan of Barrymore. Oh, man. I thought Drew Barrymore was ch-arming with a capital no, ch. Yeah. I agree with <laughs> Penny. I, I, I see it, but are, are you not a... She, I run hot and cold on her. Um, Aaron hates her. I actually kind of would have liked to see this movie with Christine Taylor in that role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christine Taylor is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- I think if Christine Taylor was in the role, I, I, I don't think that the substance is there to buy their relationship, but Drew Barrymore is laying it on so thick that I'm going, I get it. And Christine Taylor is a little bit more of a subtler actress. Yeah. I, I just... And, and I agree with you. Like, sometimes she brings it. It's just, I'm not a fan of her at all. Tell us why. I, I don't know. She talks out of the side of her mouth, and it bugs me. And it's it's just... So, and I know it's it's petty. It's childish. But she never... Her performances is always flat. It's always the same. Um, she talks out of the side of her mouth and looks up and is kind of sad. And in a recent movie, she eats people. So What? Spoilers. Santa, Santa Clarita Diet. TV, TV show. Oh, TV show. There we go. <laughs> Also, (laughs) consider who she's starring opposite against in someone who is always a variation of himself as well. You either get light Sandler, dark Sandler, or a medium roast Sandler. Yeah, and then, but with Drew Barrymore, it's just, uh, okay, you want me to look up from the right side? How about the left? Okay, that's it. All right. Why does this hate you? I don't know why it bugs me, dude. It's just like, why am I scared of snakes? I have no idea. So, how you feel about her? Sounds like Aaron's dunking. Oh, you're right, Kenny. That's a straight up dunk on Miss Barrymore. I'm dunking on Miss Barrymore, not the movie. (laughs) 
She's a part of the movie. I man. give thirty dollars. Oh, thirty dollars. Come on, fine. Uh, Tiffany, we have three rules here at Shame Watch. Okay, uh, you don't one. have to follow them. You, yeah, do. our guests don't have to follow them, but we, as the responsible hosts and yes, of of media that we are. Number one is no dunking. Don't dunk on any property that Except we try. Except donuts and basketballs. Donuts and basketballs. That's an asterisk. Uh-huh. Number two is no ironic liking. Don't try and bring a movie to us and be like, isn't this so bad? It's good. No, bring something that you genuinely like uh, but might feel a little bit of shame about. Uh, we're not reviewing The Room. We're not reviewing Sharknado. We're not reviewing things that are ironically bad. We're bringing things and you're going, no, here's why I like it. Gosh yes. darn it. Yeah. And number three is no self-deprecation. You're because, a treasure. Yeah, because self-love is important. I, Just I, like real love. Very, I like those rules. Kenny came up with them. I did put you at a good moment in there. but well, It's too late. You're paying the $30. I know. But it's funny that you feel that way about Drew Barrymore because I feel that way about another Sandler lady, frequent lady co-star, Jennifer Aniston. Oh. oh. Okay, the same, <laughs> the, the same way, just like in all films, she's just, it's one or the other? Yeah, and I just, I didn't understand. Why she popped? Yeah, the friends thing. I'm like, really? Because she is hot. Uh, yeah, she's got uh, a symmetrical face. That uh, is right. So... Geometry, I, but yeah, important. okay. Now that you say, oh, I can't, I can't pay another thirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the table, I pause it. May I ask for a sidebar? Okay. Granted, granted. Have you guys seen the trailer for the new Apple show, The Morning Show? No. Yeah. I deliberately avoided it. Sure. Uh, do you mind if I spoil some of it? Please. Uh, so it's like the newsroom, but with a morning show, where basically they're treating this light and fluffy morning show as going, this morning show is in charge of the world. What we say here matters. Everything that we do will change the world here on this morning show. And it looks exactly like today or Good Morning America. Right. And it's got Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon. But it's 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 got the subtlety of, well, the newsroom. It's like they're hitting everything with a sledgehammer. And it's about a morning show. And Wasn't that a movie with Rachel McAdams, though? Morning Glory, but that was that that was also kind of a fun comedy. Uh, this one okay. is playing at hard drama what? about a morning show. Interesting. What? Granted, that we've only seen a trailer, but gosh darn it, if that's the tone of the darn show... Is, that, is, is it, it more like dramedy or is it just straight drama? Straight drama. It looks like a hard drama. If I'm not really? mistaken, it's supposed to kind of take on the whole Matt Lauer issue like uh, how everybody just kind of swept that under the rug for decades yeah what, what, what did matt lauer do matt lauer was really disgusting um you know he a, had a button on his desk that would lock his door yeah. what and what there, the fuck there was a bit like uh where he was like in his dressing room getting dressed and hoda and kathy lee walked in and he's just in his underwear he's like oh ladies not again and that was like televised that was part of it and and he consequently got people fired for things that he did for things that a lot of people just put under the rug because it's a misogynistic world and he's at he's uh i almost said adam sandler he's <laughs> matt lauer <laughs> and he gets to do what he wants i guess both thing both names fit um but yeah and if i'm not mistaken it's supposed to be around that aura of of how he of how matt lauer dominated and was tyrannical uh, in all those years at uh, Today's Show, but that's why I think they're trying to make it look more Good Morning America. So they're like, no, no, it's Good Morning America. Come on, it's not Today's Show. Sure, but it Interesting. just looks like 
the newsroom, which was a show that I liked. Yeah. But also, at least the newsroom was about news. It's a morning show. It's about mornings. And yeah, shows. I'm gonna end the sidebar <laughs> by uh, transitioning into thank you Justice. that don't stop believing be- belongs on strings. Correct. Thank you. I'm glad we could bring that out. Hey, no problem. Also, the best line in this movie is he's losing his mind, and I'm, I'm reaping all the benefits. On, uh, all the no. benefits. <laughs> the best line is so it was a bad note. So it was a bad note. That's a good. <laughs> Kenny yeah, gets it. I, uh. Also, my other favorite line is whenever Drew Barrymore is getting escorted out of the club and she looks at Rob and she goes, I puked. Oh, <laughs> and man. it just, I, 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 I stopped weeping about that line about five minutes ago. It was just so <laughs> adorable. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've been crying through the majority of this podcast. But yeah, to, it shows. to bring people up to speed of why it was a bad note, um, Robbie is a wedding singer, hence the name. What? Um, he's a wedding singer. He's excited. Uh, he's a he's a pretty good wedding singer. Uh, he's he's a, the best in town. He yeah, is. That's his superpower. Yeah. Because <laughs> Sandler Why always has superpowers. It's his superpower. He yeah, can save just, any wedding. I just imagine like a really uh, colorful guitar that like shoots little anti aging beams or something or age rays. I like that anti aging. Um, that uh, is anti fear. Um, he's getting married in a week nice and um, he's at the wedding not as the singer but as the groom oh wow so I guess you could say he's the wedding crew (laughs) (laughs) that's the spinoff wow Aaron call that you gotta write that screenplay by next session yeah also buy that domain (laughs) weddinggroom.com and then he gets uh, his sister yeah his sister yes. comes up yeah, yes. and delivers the bad news. And says um, <laughs> that uh, Linda, his beautiful bride, sure. will not be walking down the aisle. Um, and that's why, uh, because the note. sister says she left the note. And he was like, oh, well, what did it say? She's not coming, Robbie. So, so it was <laughs> a bad note. <laughs> it's so uh. good. And then... Uh, uh, transition to uh, White Wedding by Billy Idol. What, is this your first take of, of Billy Idol? Is this your first time I've here? Heard of okay, just Billy sure. Idol before. I couldn't recognize any of his music. How I knew I was like, oh, Billy Idol. How old are you, James? I turn 27 next month. On the 27th. Oh, yeah. that's not as impressive. Shut up. It's my On own birthday. The 27th month. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Lousy smart weather. Um, it's gonna be my golden birthday. And I'm going to have people paint me gold at midnight. You two are invited. Tiffany, you want to come? Sure. Tight. Right right on. We're painting you gold? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. making a, a, a Facebook It's going to be a golden child themed wedding <laughs> complete with a 24-hour <laughs> loop of Eddie Murphy's The Golden Child. <laughs> I mean, the theme is gold. Then child. Correct. Oh, 27. Oh, never mind. Yeah, 27 so, on the 27th. Yeah. The Forever 20. Oh. It's just because the numbers line up. Oh, That's the only thing. Not enough people know about club. this. Nope. Um, hey, speaking of clubs, uh, Spanky's is a great name for a club. <laughs> That's the club they go to. It's called Spanky's. I read it in the movie. That's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> no, let's just hold this silence. For no, ah, uh, <laughs> this is okay. how my friends used to bully me in high school and middle school. <laughs> I told you that, and now you're using it against me. All right, getting awfully close to episode 50, Aaron. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's also 52. I'll, I'll cut the silence. Oh. Frank, 
Severo, another mob guy that I really like, is Robbie's brother-in-law. And he likes nipple play. Oh, what? what a, I saw that guy in the wedding audience. I don't know what you call a wedding audience. The party. The party. Thank you. And I just went, are you real? Frank Severo? Because his head is a square. Isn't it great? And it, he's almost like a Chia pet. Yeah. <laughs> he's almost like a life, a real life cheap hit. It's like he snatched Lionel Richie's 80s hair and just stuck it on top of <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> Lionel Richie is a singer, okay. James. And he's got hair. Oh. He had a feeling. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're not and it was like dancing on the ceiling. Okay. Um, nice. Thank you. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, but yeah, Frank Severo, uh, he was in Goodfellas. He's been in a lot of mobster movies. Um, good guy. Good guy. And he likes nipple play. Good fellas. Good fellas. I prefer great fellas. <laughs> I prefer. Yeah, I prefer. Yeah, they're good. They're good. But they're no best fellas. <laughs> Damn it! Why? I'm not gonna talk. Cool. <laughs> this is too triggering. Uh, uh. Speaking of triggering, one of the things that runs th- through the entirety of Adam Sandler's oeuvre, I gotta find a synonym for oeuvre, uh, is as you might guess. That's Uber. right. Product placement, which brings us to the time of the show where I like to bust out America's favorite game based on Adam Sandler's product placement, Billy Addison. I watched this movie and counted how many products were placed in this movie. Tiffany, would you like to venture a guess as to how many pieces of product placement were in The Wedding Singer? 17. 17. 17. Aaron, you can go higher or lower, stay the same, or you can tell James that it's okay. <laughs> does does product placement include speaking it? Yes. Because, oh, <laughs> okay, there's all temperature. There's, yes, uh, I just don't correct. like, I prefer new Coke over old Coke. Yep. Um, Those two and then there's uh, uh, it's a Coca-Cola. It's all under the umbrella of Coca-Cola. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get to try any of the new Coke that came out this summer, by the way. It's something Neither that I've I. always wanted to try. It was yeah, a str- I, Stranger Things. To, to yeah, it was a Stranger yeah. Things. But I don't actually think they remade the formula. I think they just slapped the old label. Wouldn't be surprised. Oh, on man. the regular yeah. stuff. Because it was expensive, wasn't it? It was like 20 bucks a can. What? Well, and you could only get it at like a Stranger Things event. What? I think the only yeah. place you could get it in in Texas was at an event in Dallas. Oh, wow. Oh, not even I Target? Because I know Target had all the... I don't know. I'm not a Stranger Things person. So. No, it's, it's the same. I was fine with the first... The first season, I was like, all right, cool. This is all we needed. And then they did the second, and I was like, we're good with the first. Yeah, that show struck me very much as a show that's going... Oh, this is going to have one really great season, and then it's going to keep going. Yeah, and and the third and like the kids are fine. The kids are solid, solid. But at the same time, it's just we're done with the like. You're right. We get it. Y'all want to remake Goonies? Sure. I'm gonna give it a twelve. Twelve. Aaron says twelve. Tiffany says seventeen. James, you could take this home. Eight. Mind you, they've been pretty large numbers. I believe really? Happy Madison was 28. Uh, Happy Gilmore was 23, I believe. 23. Well, I can see that. I think the last one was... With the sponsorships eight. and stuff. This one, uh, Aaron is the winner without going over. The correct oh. answer is 15. Ooh. Oh. The All brands right. are as follows in alphabetical order. Amstel Light, <laughs> Bailey's, mm-hmm. Cheer or Tempeture, uh. Chevrolet, mm-hmm. Coca-Cola, yeah. Coors, DeWars, wow. Downey, 
Dunkin' Donut, oh, Heineken, yeah. Marshalls, Rolling Stone, Schlitz, Sony, Tupperware. And Billy Idol. Additionally, Billy I Idol. didn't include, I included one of the car brands, but there were other two other car brands that were featured, which was the AMC Pacer, as well as the DeLorean. Yeah. yeah. So that would bring that total up to 17, but AMC and DeLorean are both defunct companies. Ah, but man, that DeLorean. God. Yeah. My, my neighbor had a DeLorean in his, uh, his garage. One time I just saw it open up. And I was like, "How long? How long is that? How? What? What, what magic is this?" I, I I panicked, and he I don't think he'd ever seen a sixteen year old boy hyperventilate in his front yard. But sure, and he, then uh, foam at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about this thing. I want to talk about uh, the guy at the airport with a flock of seagulls haircut. Okay. What? A flock of seagulls was a band in the nineteen eighties. Oh, okay. Remember. Banks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the lead singer of the band, Flock of Seagulls, had a haircut that is exactly like that, which okay. is why uh, Robbie tells the guy, well, the guy at the airport says, are you flying a flock of seagulls? And Robbie says, no, but clearly you are. And then walks away and everyone claps in the theater. I learned... <laughs> uh, I learned this term from listening to Harmontown. I believe Dan Harmon calls this joke a Monopoly man joke. Whenever they will make someone look a certain way, and then, like, that's the joke. And then the normal character, and Aaron write it down in the notes that I did quotation marks. Uh, the guy, the, the lead character, makes a joke about their appearance, even though the movie set them up to look this certain way. And that's mm-hmm. called a Monopoly Man joke, because Dan Harmon, the reason that he named it is because... In some movies, someone looked exactly like the Monopoly Man. It went unmentioned until the main character said, Haha, you look like the Monopoly Man, which was a joke that it set up and knocked down by itself. Huh. Interesting. I kind of feel like Sandler does that a lot, but I can't think offhand sure. what he does or the instances. But yeah, I do feel like it's... Anyone that's fat? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, like before he has another heart attack and the guy's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, for the listeners, Aaron shook his head calmly. Oh, sorry. Uh, 46, 14. <laughs> shakes head calmly. Um, but yeah, and and the lady with the sideburns, and then all of a sudden turns, and we can see the profile of the sideburns. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, kind of going on that. How do we feel about uh, the Love Stinks part where it's the disenfranchised lovers, if you will? coming up do we is that offensive that's similar i hope i'm using this term right uh having his cake and eating it too by going look all of you are different uh and i'm better than you but at the same time you're all part of my ragtag group which is the dynamic that happens in so many of sandler's happy madison comedies which is all of you are grosser and worse than me but also come join me i'll help you have fun like that that's the exact dynamic that happens in Happy Gilmore. He uh, hires the homeless caddy. Yeah. Uh and at the same time going you're gross because you're homeless, but at the same time you're part of my ragtag family. Uh It's sort of this way of, it is. It's having his cake and eating it too is cuz he still gets to have this air of superiority, but he's like, "Look, I'm the common man. I'm the every man. Everybody's mm. welcome." How can I offend you if I'm including you? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Uh, All gay people are dumb and silly, but at the same time, 
I'm leading the charge for uh, people stopping to be homophobic. Uh, that was a terrible movie. All right. That's yeah. All right. That's yeah. Because like, I, part of me was going. I was like, the, the love stinks. Song is good. It's a, it's a fun song. I thought his mental breakdown that he had on stage was great. I think I put a quote yeah. on here. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It was still. It was still solid. He was like, uh, uh, his calmness. Like, uh, sir, I will strangle you with my microphone cord. You know, it, it's stuff like that. Well, that's what Sailor's so good at is the, the boiling range that is always underneath almost any of his performances to the point where he explodes, and it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He answered it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Not worth it on the podcast. Donald and Ivana, uh, that aged well. <laughs> well, and so, I mean... Are we allowed to talk about how this, how, like, what has happened to this movie in the years since it came out? Please. Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Like, its incarnation as a Broadway musical, a Tony oh, yeah, nominated right. Broadway musical. Oh, yeah, I after did. I watched this movie, I'm like, I really want to see the musical now. Right. Because I've only heard great things about the musical. And I think it's sort of, I think that, I think from what I understand, I haven't seen it, but I think it sort of falls in line with Legally Blonde, the mm-hmm. musical, oh, where yeah. it's an okay movie that you're kind of nostalgic for, but yep. the stage play, or the musical, like elevates it and just turns it into something completely different yes. and something that you will follow it, to the it, end of the earth. Is Le- Wedding Singer a jukebox musical? Because I can imagine it taking that route sometimes. I think it is both. I think it has oh. some... Um, I think it has some jukebox songs, but then I think it does have some original lyrics, some original music. And then, do any of you watch The Goldbergs? No. Uh, I like the first few seasons. Okay, it, I think it's something. It's gotten much better, but it is a Happy Madison production. Oh, oh, I did not know that. And this last season, two of the characters were going to get married, and the story was the mom went to go find a wedding singer, oh. and she went to go find Robbie Hart because he was the best wedding singer, and. Uh, she runs into John Lovitz's character. I, oh, I even put, I was like, Jimmy Moore, we need a sequel. Oh. And he's like, oh no, he's he, he's lost it. I'm your guy now. And it actually does splice two of the characters onto the airplane oh. uh, during the final scene. Wow. Whoa! So there was That's an episode awesome. this last season of the Goldbergs oh. that was a direct like, companion piece to The Wedding Singer. Is that on Hulu? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. All right. I'm, okay. Now yeah, I'm really interested. I gotta go see that. Yeah. yeah. I, oh man, I, I could see this being an amazing Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. I mean, with That's what I've heard with like the choreography and the light and the color palette is so good. I know. I'm sorry, Aaron, Aaron, we're not the, talking the color about palette is so rich. I'm a big fan of me. Aaron, we're not talking Aaron, about Aaron, go to your corner. Go to your corner, Aaron. Put on a hat. All the way, Aaron. Now put on your onesie. Your shame onesie. I can't see you. My head. I don't care if you can see or not. I just like the color. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to bring up a color palette every single movie now. Um, uh, uh, James, what do you think of the end song, baby? <gasps> I loved it. Oh I, loved, I loved everything about that. I, I, I loved it. James, you alone talk about the end sequence and all of your feelings that were going through all of this stuff going on on the airplane. What? 
talk about the airplane stuff, James. I want to know. I can't, you I can't love remember because I, so I was crying. Aww. Were you really? Aww. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just so beautiful. I'm like, ah, he loves her. And then when they see each other and just like the how everyone came together to fuck over Glenn and trap him in the in the dumb bathroom. And guys, it was just <laughs> so beautiful. I couldn't help but just think about the realistic depiction of having a man trapped in a bathroom until they landed the plane. He also deserved it. I'm sure. Yeah. Nah, he's an asshole. He deserves it. And then also they probably have to file the flight report that <laughs> they trapped someone in the bathroom unless they just didn't I mention that. It was, it, it was the eighties though. I mean, did they do that? In the, was that a so. thing then? I don't think it so. It had to have been. No. Right? No. I don't uh, know. I mean, this, this is, is also when he could, someone could go all the way to the 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 gate oh, without yeah. a ticket. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That was a big culture shock. <laughs> yeah, for, I for, mean, and yeah, that, that there's people who don't even know that. Like, because mm-hmm. that used to be my favorite thing about going to the airport as a kid is meeting, you know, the family member as they walked off the gangplank, kind of being like, hi, welcome home. Yeah, because like I had a friend, he was like, yeah, it was great. Like, I grew up in Dallas. We had tons of airports and I would just hang out at the airport. What? And I was like, what? He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we would just chill out right in front of the gates and see the planes take off. I'm like, how? He's like, oh, sorry. You you grew up in a pre-9-11. I'm like, post-9-11. Uh, post-9-11. Post-Y2K. Yeah. Post post okay. um, but also, I do want to say, too, Rosie had a great line. Um, where Where is it? Um, yeah, he's over there with his sister and the nipple twisting that goes on over there. I, yeah. it's a, it was a funny line. But also, I do think it's important to touch on the conversation that Julia and her mother has. Yes. Go on. Um, whenever Julia's like, I really don't think I love him anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, that was some hard like gaslighting. Yeah, and the mom was like, no, he's rich. He's handsome. He's stable. Well, yeah. I was th- watching this movie at some point. I was just going, oh, right. This movie is set in the 80s because it just kind of sets into a natural rhythm. Mm-hmm. That, But at the same time, it also makes glaringly obvious jokes at the expense of the 80s. But then I think unlike some Sandler comedies, it's actually making remarks about the rampant capitalism going on in the 80s. Yeah. And how that was permeating everyone's life. That that was something that was completely unexpected. Yeah, and like how Robbie was perfectly content and everybody would have been perfectly content because he was happy. Yeah. There, there right. was nothing wrong with what he was doing. There's that interview scene that he's got with Kevin Nealon. <laughs> so good. Uh, I'm a big fan of money. I like having it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you would work with me, I would get a lot more money, which is something <laughs> I would like. And put more in my jar that's on top of my fridge. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I please just have 10 business cards? I'm just really uh, trying to impress this girl. Throughout watching it, I was like, this movie would be so different with cell phones. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it would be much easier. It's it's one of those, also, like, you've got mail. Yeah. That yeah. can't happen uh-huh. now. No one emails anymore. No one. <laughs> AOL, yeah, and now there's Google. Yeah, yeah there's Google. Yeah. There, yeah, the it's, Google. It, it's, yeah, uh, it's funny how this, but it, it's still charming in, in its approach, and it's still, I don't know if, like, this generation will have that conversation. Well, some probably will with their mom of like, or their, you know, parents of like, I don't, I don't love them. And the parents are like, no, you gotta, you gotta stay. Like, our- yeah. 
Well, and that's, I guess, my bad joke about, you know, marrying for love is why I moved to Austin, you know, because it is like, you know, oh, I didn't marry for money. I married for love. And when you love someone. You you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that is interesting where like you got to, that distinction of like, yeah, married for love. And because some people, well, it's not. Yeah. And it's so easy. I, I, I say that. It just seems so easy for people to. Be like, oh, we got married. Oh, now we're getting a divorce. It's okay. No, like it's just no. It's numbing. Know, we're numb to it. Yeah, it it seems like instead of, you know, it's something that's just sort of a disposable part of our lives that can come and go. And and so, in the '80s, though, I think it was still that's when you first started to sort of see it ramp up, and divorce being an option for more middle to lower class people because before you know like the rich could do it because they could afford it and then it got i think that's also too where the conversation comes from and you know as a as a lady you always have that conversation believe it or not with there is someone in your group that will always be like are you sure you want to marry them like are you sure this is the right decision for you shit and you say yeah this is, or no, it's not. And you move on, you know, like you, hopefully it, it's a conversation that you have honestly with yourself before you walk down the aisle. But you know, you, yeah, sometimes you just have to defend, you know, like this is my partner. This is my person. This is who I'm with for better or for worse, this whatever that looks with, like. Yeah. And that's, that's wow. I want, I want that so bad. <laughs> this is, this isn't a bit, this is just James. It's okay. Anyway. Um, so if I'm honest, I mean, I, yes, I met my husband when I was 18, but we didn't get married until I was 37. I mean, it happens. Yeah. I Sometimes it takes a while, and, you, and that's the hardest thing. And I think yeah. that's one of the things, too, about this movie is that you still have to have a hope that love can happen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have that. It just hurts sometimes. Yeah, because it, it, it's tough, too, because, like, yeah, my mom uh, and my dad uh, recently split up. Like, well, they'd been split up, but they just, like, recently finalized their divorce, which is weird of, like, being in your 20s and seeing your parents do that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, seeing that dynamic. But, you know, my mom had a tough time, you know, that first couple of years. But she's out on the scene, and she's seeing some guy in Seguin. Like, she, you know, and she lives in San Antonio, and they're just dating. I'm like, cool, man. Love is still a thing. Love is still... Mm-hmm. And she's 55, you know? Yeah. She's, you know, she's doing her thing, and, like, it, it's still one of those... Like, love is cool. I Okay, so here's my thing. Love is cool, Aaron. Hot take. I love love. I do. I truly love love. Not a big fan of weddings. Yeah. What? Not a big fan. I untouch your shoulder. Because uh, my dad was a florist, so I okay, that makes was sense. the employee. I, and I think that's why I really liked this movie growing up, because I was the Robbie Hart part of it. Like, I was... Like I was the Drew Barrymore character, you know, I was the worker right uh, and, at all these events. And you've seen it from the other side, and you've seen it, I mean, not in that exact time period, but close enough. Yeah, like you know. I, at my at all my cousins' weddings, I'm Mexican. There's a lot. At all my cousins' weddings, <laughs> I'm I'm the worker. Like I'm missing the ceremony at a wedding in November because I got to help my dad set up the hall. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things, and it always kind of made me mad. I was like. We never did anything cool like in the wedding singer and break out in a song. Aww. We just, you know, put flowers and my dad yelled at me. And that's all I did. And, and it, it, it's so like I believe in love. It's charming, but just it's not for me. I don't want to get married. I just want to be shacked up with my old lady, 
and uh, we just ride off in the sunset on the motorcycle. I'm You're not gonna, gonna buy Kurt it. Russell and Goldie Hawn it. Yeah, there you go. See, but no, that's still love. I yes, I agree. That's still love. But I just want a big old wedding, and I'll gladly work <laughs> it. <so> sweet. <laughs> Well, well, speaking of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, I think it's time for us to go overboard on this discussion and swim down to our favorite game, the Rotten Tomatoes game. Bada boop boop bop bop slap splat. Uh, for those that might not be familiar with Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes is a website that aggregates all critical reviews into a pass fail system. And our esteemed panelist in front of me, which unfortunately yet again I can't find other panelists, consists of James and Aaron, as Hello. well as our guest Tiffany, which we're so happy to have. Thank you. That stung a little. You guys were bullying me earlier. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so we are going to guess the critical approval rating on The Wedding Singer out of 63 critical reviews. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, what do you think is the uh, critical approval rate on The Wedding Singer? 34. 34%. Oh, jeez. 34%. Dang. Can I ask your reasoning? Yeah. Um, the reasoning is Sandler at this time had only really done stupid movies and so i don't think uh, the critics took him seriously as a leading man yeah oh that's that's, oh, that's good analysis uh aaron what do you think 45 45 45 because of jimmy moon and, and steve buscemi <laughs> james you can go higher or lower stay the same i believe in love 63 uh, James is the closest without going over. It's 68%. Oh, oh, the power of love. That's one away from 69. Bro. I was going to say 67. Fast and furious. 67. Well, it's been summer. Thank you. Uh, the audience might have a different opinion. What? Out of 746,170 user ratings, oh, right. James, what do you think the rating of The Wedding Singer is by people? Oh, man. This could go because, like, with with Tiffany's analysis, people could be like, "He's not being dumb. I don't like it." Eighty nine percent. Eighty nine percent. Feelings going. Uh, why eighty nine percent, James? I feel like a lot of people loved this movie. Yes, that's it. Okay. Oh, okay. Aaron. Sixty three. Wow, sixty three. Any reason? Um, because I guessed it. Because. Well, you did say 63? No, I, oh. I, I, and the critical one. Oh, no. That feels low. Uh, only because I do feel like there was a, like, man, that's not true Sandler, man. He's changing, man. He's changing. <laughs> like, I feel like that's with some thought. Your movie so, pro voice is great. Thanks, man. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I feel 63 is safe. <laughs> I sounded like a snake, so I'm scared of myself. <laughs> so James, yours was? 89. Aaron is 63. Tiffany, you can go higher, lower, stay the same, or you can just walk out right now. Uh, I'm going to go straight in the middle, 78. 78%. Oh, oh, that feels safer. Why 78%? Um, I think that, so what you had is you had some, you did have some bros who were not happy with it, but then you also had the bros' girlfriends who were like, oh my God, this was so sweet. I love that. It's true love. Brad, let's get married right now. Oh my God. Totally. Let's go to Vegas and get married at Taco Bell. Um, I, listen. Taco I have a Bell story. My you husband and I had a vow renewal at the Taco Bell Chapel in Las Vegas. I want your love. <laughs> there's a there's a Taco Bell Chapel. Yes. So uh, when we got engaged, there was a contest, national contest called the Love and Tacos Contest, where what? you oh, shared a picture 
um, of you guys, like your coupleness eating tacos or having something with Taco Bell and you submitted it. And at the time I was on a morning show in Houston. And so we talked about it on the air. We got a lot of votes. We ended up in the top 10. We were not the grand prize winner, so we did not get an all-expense-paid trip, but we did get a free wedding ceremony at the chapel on the Taco Bell on the Las Vegas Strip. That's amazing. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Man, Las Vegas knows their themes. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, did you have fun there? Because it sounded like a Baja Blast. <laughs> yeah! It was, and then uh, when we got back to our hotel, uh, I found out from a Facebook post that I was losing my job in radio. Oh. So it is, it, it is a, that was a, a very bittersweet day. Like, oh, look how much we love each other. Holy crap, I'm about to be unemployed. Well, hopefully this next result might brighten those uh, wait, wait, past wait. spirits. Because Talk about a cinnamon sugar twist. Nice. That was good. Well, let me crunch wrap everything. Oh. <laughs> uh, Tiffany is closest without going over. The correct answer is 80%. Aaron, nice. don't, sneeze. don't sneeze. Don't sneeze on the mic. Don't, don't do it. Aaron, go over here. Go over here. Do it. Go over here. Go over here. Don't. Thank Bless you. you. It was too late. Thank you. I had already sneezed. Tiffany's the only one who saw it. already sneezed. Thank you, Tiffany. Good. We were making sure that it wouldn't happen on the microphone because the worst thing that could happen is we peak. <laughs> I hate this whole podcast. <laughs> Real quick, Steve Buscemi had the best full circle in any movie. That he yes. comes around and he is the, the wedding singer. That was yes. a great arc. Yeah. Uh, speaking of full circle, any final thoughts on Wedding Singer before we call it a pod? I think this redeems uh, Sandler a little bit. Ever, this is the thing that pronounces Sandler as uncanceled. <laughs> well, not completely. <laughs> he did fat shame, so I'm yeah, a little yeah, mad. Yeah. He's still bad, but like, you know, he's like neutral now. He's not evil, he's neutral. Yeah, he's, I, I feel like this is the movie where Sandler becomes well rounded. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I agree. I think this is the one that you actually see that he has range beyond what he was able to show on SNL and in his first movies. Definitely. Yeah. All I got to say is I want to make you smile whenever you're sad. Aww. Carry you around song, when don't. your arthritis is bad. All I want to do is podcast with you. Oh, That's so sweet. Now I'm gonna. The tears are coming. Ah! You hold the microphone. (laughs) That's been our episode of Shame Watch. Thank you to Denise Hudson for our rockin' theme song, and to James Garcia for our artwork, and Olivia Suarez. Close enough. I'll take it. uh, For our social media. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Shame Watch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ShameWatchPod. Finally, you can contribute to our Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash shamewatch. It does cost money to put, on, put out superb content like this pod, so even a $1 donation can make a huge difference. And as part of our Patreon reward system, we announce those who have donated. Uh, shout out to Kenny Madison. That's me. Aaron O. Salinas. Of Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Gene Fight. Of Bowling Green, Ohio. Alan Smith. <laughs> of, of Austin, Austin Texas. Texas. And Bradley McPherson. Of, of Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, okay. Until next time, our watch has ended. Dive at your own risk. Want to make you smile whenever you sound. This is a podcast about movies. <laughs> <laughs>